He's one of the most respected voices in the game. It's time to talk hockey with Peter Hood on Shum 97.7. 20 after 8, and uh, this is it. Stanley Cup final. Game 1 tonight in Tampa gets underway. And the Habs, uh, well, they've got more adversity with their their lineup now. We are joined by Pierre de Brésil des Paul. Bonjour, mon Pierre. Bonjour, Pete. Uh, how's life this morning life on the is, of the Stanley Cup final? Yes, well, life is hot, let me tell you that. And uh, <laughs> besides that, we're doing pretty good, though. Hey, listen, this was big yesterday. It sort of caught my eye. Yoel Armia not traveling with the team down to Tampa because, again, COVID protocol. That's twice for him now, right? It's twice for him, and it's mm. twice for the team uh, yeah. in these uh, in this playoff run, and probably the the last thing that was expected, Pete, considering uh, the uh, considering the good news and considering that we're getting out of it finally, and yeah. and the vaccine and 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 all the the good the trends that we've seen, uh, that's uh, that's uh, that, that's some sort of a curveball yeah. uh, that that came yesterday, and. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, uh, we'll see what's the final chapter like in this story. But uh, in the meantime, let's call it another adversity layer yeah. that comes with uh, for that team uh, that has been so surprising so far. It's going to be a huge loss, though, because immediately I thought about our, our penalty kill. He's, yeah. he's just a key member of that, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a huge part of of this uh, penalty kill unit, this amazing unit, actually, right. because because of his assets, Pete. He's got a, he's got a, a huge physique, you know, he's, he's a physical presence, he's a huge player, but he controls the puck so well. So, I mean, controlling the puck uh, and having the puck away from your opponent, especially when the opponent is such a full force on offense, uh, is 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 no magic science, but this is exactly what he does so well. So we will see what it's all about. I, I remind you, Pete, this is COVID nineteen protocol. It doesn't give in in the, in short term, at least. It doesn't give any form of details about why he is not traveling with the team and not around the team. Mm-hmm. So it may be close contact. It may be being infected. It may be having a false positive test, whatever the reasons, they were enough not to have him uh, travel with the team and be around the team. So, yeah, suivre, as we say. Anyway, uh, more off-ice news with the Habs. Marc Pergevin is speaking with a lot of emotion, more than he's ever displayed, really, about his team, uh, and in particular the veterans on the Canadians, too. Yeah, I think it was, uh, uh, I don't know, I was touched by uh, uh, watching it and reading about mm-hmm. it, uh, Pete, because... Uh, you know, we tend to forget uh, sports has become such a business, right? And, and it's always numbers. And if it's not stats well, or bios, well, it's, it's, uh, it's money figures and it's salary cap sure. and it's budget and it's uh, revenues and, and expenses. And uh, we, we tend to forget that uh, there's a lot of passion from, um, from people running teams. Uh, Jeff Molson, as you know, uh, is not necessarily the most outspoken person. Uh, he's always very pragmatic when he talks to the public. But I know he's a very passionate owner. And I know that he's got a very passionate vice president and general manager running the, the operation, the hockey operation. And uh, when when you heard Marc Bergevin talk about Carey Price and talk about Shea Weber, yeah. uh, players that uh, he actually, uh, uh, actually uh, I wouldn't say gambled on, but made big decisions on their shoulders, uh, having the final return 
on, on, on his trust and his confidence is certainly a very emotional moment. And I think that uh, if you're looking for some um, outside uh, added value to this uh, series, I think that both GMs, actually, Marc Bergevin and Julien Brisebois, uh, were, were absolutely terrific talking about their, their team yesterday. And, uh, well, speaking of Carey Price, first and foremost, it's going to be a Price-Vasilyevsky uh, battle beginning tonight down in Tampa Bay. You think it's uh, it's too uh, you think it's too short sighted uh, to, to or not uh, to to qualify the series uh, as 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 such, Pete? Well, yeah, but they haven't even played yet. Let's see what happens. But uh, definitely, th- these are two outstanding goalies. So uh, it, you, you know what I mean? That's it's going to have an effect it, it, one way or the other for sure. It's just amazing. You look at the numbers; they're so similar. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, I mean, <clears throat> Vasilevsky has got a one ninety nine goal against average. Carries 202. Save percentage is 936 for Vasilevsky and 934 for Price. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's so similar. And uh, I understand that, uh, you know, you need to have a collective effort. You need to have uh, the contribution for the four, from the four lines and, and, and from the, the six defensemen. But as far as I'm concerned, the, uh, the early story, at least, let's put it this way, is this amazing showdown. Uh, in front of the Nets, for sure. All right, and who's in front of them? Of course, we're talking about defense, and a huge task is at hand now for the big four on the blue line tonight. Yeah. I, we have to, I have to find, uh, with your help, Pete, I have to find the nickname uh, for the, the big four. Well, I, I like the big four. Reminds yeah. me of the CFL in the early days. Uh, but uh, in French, I call them les increvables. You just can't wear them out, so far at least. Uh, and that, that for me is, is probably the big difference is the fact that uh, the, uh, the, the defensive mission on the blue line can be probably more spreaded out with the Lightning as opposed to Montreal. We all know that uh, uh, Luke Richardson uh, and or Dominique Ducharme before that had to rely massively on, on his big four, on the incroyable. And they, they have to play them 24, 25 minutes a game. Uh, it, with Tampa, especially with the acquisition of David Savard late in the season, adding uh, good players like uh, Jan Ruta or yeah. even uh, Chernak, that you can spread it out probably a little bit more. So a lot of it uh, rest, rests on the shoulders of uh, the big four um, uh, on, on all fronts uh, in, this, uh, in this series for sure. All right, let's uh, switch gears, so to speak, and uh, talk quickly about the F1. It was in Austria this weekend uh, in the Styrian Grand Prix. Is, is this like part one of the event? It continues next week, if I'm not mistaken, right? Eh? You are perfectly correct about that, Pete. It's going to be a doubleheader uh, in Austria. This is some, some sort of a reshuffling of the schedule because of uh, some Grand Prix that had to be canceled and or All postponed. Right. Uh, so they're going to be there are uh, there are actually two events uh, in Spielberg in Austria. And since you cannot actually, quote unquote, legally have two Grand Prix in the same country, well, they decided to rebrand or rename this first event, the Styrian Grand Prix, Styria being the the region where uh, you have the, the, the Spielberg uh, track, uh, which is owned by Red Bull. And it was a one way thing uh, yesterday. 
actually, you'd rather go one way on a on a racing track. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be the, in everyone's best interest, I think, Pierre. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Unless you're riding the old Riverside Speedway in Laval, you Whoa. know, it was eight shape. You remember? <laughs> yeah, an old figure eight. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, but uh, yeah, it was it it was really uh, uh, I wouldn't say a walk in the park, but it was a, a total domination by Max Verstappen and Red Bull. And you know what, Pete, we may see right now the passing of the torch. I think that more and more as we go into this 2021 championship, I think that Red Bull is is proving to everybody that it has the perfect recipe uh, until now, at least. And Mercedes is uh, is is struggling for the first time in a long, long, long time. Uh, it's strong race for Lance Stroll as well. Yeah, actually, Lance uh, first of all made it to Q3, so he made it to the first, the top ten in qualifying, which gave him a, a good position. Ended up in eighth position, so good points that he brought. He was uh, he was ahead of uh, his teammate Sebastian Vettel. I think it's very good for his confidence. He drove a superb race, and uh, as as I said, uh, brought some uh, some key points to the championship. For Aston Martin, so things uh, things turn around maybe for good uh, in a positive way for Lance. All right, well, we'll let you go on that note, and we'll look forward to having you again tomorrow morning at eight twenty. It should be an exciting night tonight down in Tampa. I think it'll be exciting down in Tampa and down in Montreal as well. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Ça va pour aussi en bon québécois. Yes, sir. All right, merci mon fier. À demain. Bye bye à demain.